is London Calling. Here is the last news bulletin for today. The time through which we are now passing is of exceptional character. So we're going to talk about some fights from this weekend. We're going to talk about... Well, let's first talk about the Cage Warriors main event. Dude. And and the banana shin of Sophia. <laughs> There's the scream. It wasn't the it wasn't the break. I think we've been conditioned for the breaks with Corey Hill, Anderson Silver. I've seen it so many times. It was the scream. Yeah. It was there was no breaking audio, it was just ah just a full on it's like, yo, this is real. Well I, I only saw the highlight on um on Instagram, I think so. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't show that part afterwards. But even right. even that was enough. I was like, it's always leg. the worst. It's not the kick that's the worst bit. It's when they go to step oh. again, and you're just like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna, like, oh, it's gonna come through. The, it's gonna come through the skin. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, bad. I'm just it's, wishing wishing him a speedy recovery. What do you from, from a coach's perspective though? That that's got to be some kind of fracture in the bone already there's got to be like so there are two bones is the uh, the tibia and fibula yeah, right tib. at least one of them at least one of them has got to be fractured a little bit i don't know i'm mean, not necessarily think about the force that's involved um in that kick and then if you hit it at the wrong angle which he clearly did and then the leverage that creates at one at such as distinct point when you're hitting shin on shin you know it's unlucky it's unlucky to happen when those forces are involved though i think it, it you know it's 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 possible because it happens a lot doesn't it well yeah. not a lot but well, it ha- yeah it ha- i can think of we were talking about it earlier i can think of four times there's a k1 fight where it happened and he did, he stepped back yeah. and he folded underneath that was the first time i saw it then obviously there's the anderson silver one and now the, that one Corey, Corey hill recently. as well Corey hill. Corey hill that's it that was also there was one other one. one do you remember uh uh ross pettifer he used to fight he was used to fight on cage warriors he was like a middleweight like a young middleweight and he was just an absolute savage. And he just kind of lost his way a little bit and we didn't see his full potential. But I remember a fight where, um, it, I think it was the other way around. I think he'd, he was the one that had thrown the kick. The other guy had blocked it and broke his shin. And the referee had immediately stepped in between them. And Ross Pettifer, he was like 19 or something. He's like over the back of the referee, like, <laughs> what, what, oh, no. come on, let's play. And the oh, guy's dude. just like, like his, his legs doing this. <laughs> Spaghetti, dude. <laughs> one thing made me think though, when you said to Dean, when you're like, you're a coach. As a coach, I was thinking you're going to say, would you tell him to go for the single leg? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, no, imagine just worse. spaghettiing across oh. the floor like the dog off of a uh, <laughs> family guy. And it's like, nah, the fight's over, bro. Well, while, while we're on this weekend, let's, let's jump straight to Cain Velasquez's knee injury. Because, so, well, let me give you my first perspective. I've yeah. watched it back a couple of times. My first thought is that he was stepping in. As he said, the first thing he said in the, in the post-fight uh, interview, which I thought was interesting, he said, uh, I, I stood too close. Too early. Yeah. Right, too early. Yeah. If you look at where he was standing in comparison to the fence, he was like, he was right up against the fence. Yeah. Square hips. And I think he was, not only was he in a bad position physically, but he got hurt as well. I yeah. think he got caught with a, with a right hand that rocked him. He level changed to shoot in, and as he level changed, he, he, he land, w- walked onto an uppercut. Like an uppercut, yeah. And there was an uppercut that just for a second, just like, a, like you go down on one knee. But because he was in a bad position, his weight fell yeah. and put the strain no on his knee. No one sprawls like that, do they? No, no. no. Sprawls yeah, because the, like the way the commentators were talking about it, though, it was as if his knee gave out and that's what happened. It's no, it was like no, he got he got dropped with that yeah. right uppercut as he Which came put in, all the force and then his 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 you know body collapsed from from being unconscious, yeah. and then that made him fell in an awkward exactly. way. It was quite similar to when. Crow Carp, and then also Matt Hughes Ooh. against um, Thiago Alves. When yes. he caught him with that knee, he was out. And yeah. Like, oh, hey. oh, easy. On. Um, Good thing you got a full reptile Nalgene there, Dean. <laughs> yeah. Where's that the, from? The nice yeah. carabiner on the side. <laughs> with a lid on, so the water didn't go all over my lovely carpet. Thank you for that. Perfect timing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Bad, it right? similar to that. And it hurt. And, and so, yeah, I don't think it would have... Um, it's not. It's not the knee that was the was the problem. Was why he fell. It was it, that was a, a consequence of of being knocked out. And then yeah. and then obviously he was kind of put to sleep again. It was quite actually was quite like similar a, to the like Desantos. Yeah, quick. Just but if you remember the Desantos knockout, he drops and he gets hit and he's kind of on the floor out. Yeah. And then he and then he yeah. get and he gets up. He, it was reboots quick. quick. Yeah. And the other one as well, Czech Congo. I mentioned it before the fight. That yeah. was the one that kept coming back into my he mind. He gets dropped like three times he in that fight. He gets dropped every round. Mm. And and. We saw it. We saw Ngannou getting up over and over again, or at least making the effort to get up against Stipe. 
Like that would have that would have at least if he had that durability given him five rounds, five opportunities to land one of those uppercuts. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because like you said, Kane's reboot so fast that by the time he landed, he was aware that he'd hurt his knee. Yeah. And yeah. He was already he screaming. He was in pain. Yeah. yeah. yeah he, he grimaced in pain. Yeah. I was well, like, he was, oh, that was almost bad. turns the ref to... Because at the one point, he's on his side and he's sort of holding his knee as if to say, yo, no, it's my knee. But that's after he had sort of caught that scuff yeah. uppercut. But then looked at the ref, caught a punch and sort of turned him off and on again. And he was like, mm. then carried on the conversation yeah. with the ref. And, and the angle of it, you're, you'd be expecting it's like MCL's probably gone. If not, is if not, Dude, his everything's ACL. gone. Like he's made honest. The, the the most disheartening thing was is I was talking to Dan about this earlier. I still see Kane beating Brock, and that being like yesterday, and be like, "Yo, Kane's the fucking man. He's yeah, never, five years he's ago. never, yeah, longer, probably <laughs> longer. longer." Yeah. And then he's had he's had layoffs because to be fair, when John Jones has had more fights than you in the last two years, that says something. Do you know I what think, I mean? I think you need to talk into the top of the mic. Into the top is it? Talking across I'm, it. Oh, I'm sending I'm, I'm it. Sending I'm it away. I mean, okay. I, you know, I'm just. I'm Making just lip read. I, I don't want them to miss out what you're saying. It's all valuable information. I was just saying I was gutted about Kane more than anything. Yeah. Because I saw a, a picture and someone said that's an unflattering picture. I've seen him in there weighing and he's looking good. And I was like, okay, because he'd cut his hair a little bit shorter as well. So it just made him look older. And then when he had his Reebok top on, I was like, Kane's back. I've made the wrong pick. I've made the wrong pick. <laughs> Kane's back. He's gonna maul him. He's gonna do to um, Engano what he did to Bigfoot. We're on. And then he unzipped, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm glad I picked Engano." I mean, you can't, he, he's never had a, a physically like aesthetically no. pleasing body, but I would, Speak I would for yourself, Dean. I, I did. I mean, his missus probably loved him very much. <laughs> the traditional very aesthetically pleasing, <laughs> um, and. Oh, and then that being that that being said, in this fight, I did notice that he he Andy actually came in quite light than he normally did. Yeah, yeah. he, he, he looked does. smaller, and he just looked a little not weak, but just that he didn't have a lot of muscle mass there. And not that he, like I said, not that he had loads before, but he still seemed quite solid. And then when they when they did exchange in in and um, in Garner got that underhook, he seemed physically weak in that in, interaction. Yeah. He like mm, because gave way a lot. Like he was yeah. almost like just a bit soft. And he looked at his back; he didn't have that much like muscle mass. No. Yeah, um, and I don't know whether that. You know, with the time off or it's whatever it is, right. but he seemed age. a bit weaker. You, you know what I thought was quite interesting? In the, there was a pre-fight interview that Javier Mendez did with Megan Olivy, and they were talking about the layoff. And I don't know whether it's just me, but I was always under the impression that Kane was out because he was injured, because yeah, he wasn't like fit Dominic to fight. Cruz. But uh, Javier Mendez mentioned something about a contract dispute with the UFC, and they finally got it settled. I never knew that. Yeah. No, but I think that was that was more recently. So he uh, could have okay. come back about three or four months ago, right. by the, by, from what I understand. And then, and um, I remember seeing that interview at the time. So I, I, the timeout has definitely been healing up, but I think he could have been back just a little bit sooner because there was he wanted to renegotiate because he, he's kind of like missed the Connor era. He was like yeah, pre-Connor right. era, and that's like raised everyone's. He wants to get him some of that. Money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of that folding you know, stuff. And, what, and obviously, he, he, he must know folding money. Yeah, <laughs> the intricate um, intricacies of DC's contract. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's like, well, hold on a minute. I, you know, yeah. I need a bit of that. Especially um, because if DC's talking about retiring, Kane just slides right in. I know. Yeah, but you know, at one point, you say DC. It's like a marker pin for a golf ball. And that's, <laughs> that's where DC's been now. He's like, just just hold those two belts and I'll just slide back in. But before this weekend, bef- before this weekend, you'd have always been waiting for Kane to come back and be like, yeah, he's going to do it. But then after seeing that, you're like, I did, I, I, there's an, the, the way he fell, the way he looked like you were saying about his body, because even if you look at Chuck, Chuck was never built. He always had that baby belly, you know, when he was going backwards mm. and he always had that little bit of a bit of a bay window. And it was when he came back against Chuck not long ago, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Bit of a paunch. When he came back against uh, Tito, it just looked like someone had like upset someone's dad on the street and he yeah. took his shirt off for a bit of a ruckus and then got shown up. Yeah. And Kane, he, Come like you're saying, back. exactly. He there was, was a fight. <laughs> on, there was a fight on, on uh, Super Bro like that. I, I'll never forget the storyline because Super Bro, you had the top guys. You had, you had, you know, Egan in a way against John Alessio up top main to main of the card. But then the, the prelims, instead of having like a, like an amateur, uh, just looked in the car park. For someone had a beef. Just like people settling disputes. No. There, there were two guys on there that were fighting. It was a neighbor dispute. <laughs> That's and it was giant. just, it was just, it was wild. And the guy refereeing was just some big bodybuilder. I had no idea what. He Have you had enough? <laughs> Are you going to give me a lawnmower back? Are you going to give him the lawnmower back? You know what I mean? Mate, but that's if you ever watch the um, the Diaz brothers, they they had some fights in like when they, were, they looked like they were playing video games, and they had, then they'd have a fight. Yeah. Same as the Lozon brothers, just having a barbecue, and then they were like. <laughs> 
Let's Should we just go and around. put our shorts yeah. on? Yeah, let's smash yeah. each other up. Let's just have a roll around at the barbecue. What, bare knuckle? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Full contact? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> why, not? why not? Why not? Why not? Um, as much as they um, go back to Kane, though, in terms of the way he looked, you know, it can't take away from the fact that, uh, that Ngano just has ridiculous power. <laughs> it, potentially, I think, the biggest hitter to ever fight. He's in, terrifying. Look at the size You look at that. Um, what about in boxing? What about up against the, like, I don't think Tyson? He's got the te- I don't think he's got the technique. Uh, pa- pa- uh, you know, um, pound force created or Newton's created whatever he, he he's probably the biggest hitter but technically he's not going to be there those guys like mm. you know AJ or anyone like that would um, but like on a stationary target that's yeah. not moving like not the, like the like the te- the performance institute yeah 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 but have the, you had a go the, on the, that I haven't yet I'm, oh, I'm looking forward to it <laughs> <laughs> the, the crazy like, thing like, though he's, whenever he's, you're ready he's, he's te- whenever you're ready his technique though is not even good so it's like but the one the, the punch that he knocked Olofsky out with he just goes. Like there's no talk yeah. with his body, yeah. like, and 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 he takes him off his feet, like yeah. the power, and you know the the uh, overeem knockout. It's not he's not like he's like creating you know yeah. loads of talk with his with his rotation. He's square sometimes. That's the same yeah. with Ovin St. Prue though. Like if you look at his knockout against Shogun, where it looked like Shogun slips on a, on a skateboard, <laughs> yeah, and the other one against Patrick Cummins, where he was like moving backwards yeah, with yeah. his eyes half closed, punching across himself <laughs> just a little bit. Like, but it's yeah. like Ovin St. Prue has been fed. Like I don't know, twenty horses to make Engano. You know what I mean? He's, just, he's did you wait, see that footage of him of him digging with the shovels? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. That's why he's so strong. Insane. The si- because it's that, just, the right. when he got Kane though, with that's a, it's a short shot, yeah. and Kane was kind of moving on to it. So sometimes, and he, uh, you don't see the, the right angle for it. But that's I'm, the that's the that's the handle that he was the shoveling on the top of the shovel with. Yeah. That's the. But his hands it, are like yeah. the size of a bread bin. Yeah, he is massive. He's, like when you when you think about Kane, and Kane's the guy who smashed. Brock to pieces, which at the time was like the biggest dude knocking about. Yeah. When you when you look at Kane now, and when you saw like you're looking over the shoulder of Engano, Kane looks small mm. because he's so massive. Yeah. Well, he weighed in like two fifty eight, shredded. He's a monster. Yeah. Scary. And what's the limit on heavyweight? Sixty five. Right. 66. So, so he might have just eased off for five minutes before he stepped on the scale, <laughs> and, then yeah. had, and then just had another meal piled on another twenty pounds. What about the other fights on the card? Felder against Vic. Outstanding. You love it. Yeah, it was a good fight. Yeah. Felder, looked, Felder looked good. Um, I think it was it was one of those fights where uh, technically Felder is the better fight. If you were going to, sorry, uh, better striker. If you were to say, you know, old school, you know, martial arts grading, as it were, um, Felder's better everywhere technically, but because of some of the physical character, um, Characteristic attributes, attributes yeah, that, that yeah. Um, Vic has, he gets away with some stuff, particularly defensively, yeah. because he's so long. And then some of his right hands, like you can tell Felder thinks, oh, I've slipped that. Yeah. But it's just like, no, it's still there. But yeah. like Dal Sim, like yeah. there was a few shots he got caught with that yeah. I think he, he thought that he wouldn't because like he was moving Jack well enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and sometimes, you know, it, in particularly in MMA, more so than other striking sports, um, you know, effective striking is not necessarily the same as as, as technical striking. Yeah, but sure. clearly, Felder, you know, I had him winning every round. But yeah, yeah, yeah. good but fight though. He yeah. just looked way he's more matured. So he, he's like he's he's come through the ranks as like the Irish Dragon, and he's a bit scrappy and all the rest of it. Since he started doing the desk job, he just seems to have matured more as a commentator. And I'm not saying that like an old man series. He's grown up a bit. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's matured in himself to the point where he put in a wicked performance and then almost embraced Vic as if to say, next time, Doc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did it all was, right, but no, I've yeah, got it. Sure. He I knew he it, had so. it. And his leg kicks were outstanding. Vic was just, he was shot to bits with them because I think the problem is coming back from a loss is a nightmare. Coming back from a loss like he had against Gagey when he already had a chip on his shoulder to now come back in and be like, all right, well, yeah, you've got a gatekeeper. He's not numbered. I am. See in a bit. Mm. Next, I want to prove myself. I want to get. I want to get back to that gauge because he was even saying on the build-up, like he made one mistake. He made one mistake, and it's like, all right, if, if that's how you want to see it, like not embracing the loss and sort of moving on and taking it as a learn. So then, when he started missing a few bits and catching them leg kicks, I just saw there was a bit of confusion, a bit of frustration in yeah. his eyes. He was throwing out a little bit more than normal. Yeah. Whereas Felder sent way on yeah. point where and doing the same thing as he did yeah. against Gaethje, where he's pulling back with his head. You know, yeah. Pulling it one Cause, two because he can get away with it yeah. with most people because he's so tall, like you were saying. Like but felt six that, three. You see that spinning back? Was it spinning back fist? Spinning back elbow there? Yeah. Felder threw. I'm surprised he threw that again yeah. with yeah, him breaking his, his arm. Yeah. And he's talking to the mic. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Break his arm against um, Perry, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. What about awesome. what about Cron Graces? 
I love his entrance music. Anyway, yeah. The, the, what did you say? It was like Mike Tyson. Yeah. He like used a, to like, make like a, a siren. Siren noise. Yeah. yeah. Creepy. For intimidation. Yeah. Um, that's what it's called. Creepy. It, yeah. That was the, I feel like a great matchmaking mm-hmm. um, yeah, for was. him to, de- to, to guarantee him a win. Um, but he he's still, unfortunately, like an old school fight. His stand up was so green. Yeah. Um, and again, I tweeted afterwards Ryan Hall. That's the fight. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to watch him against Yeah, Ryan. so those two could get yeah. that, that that could work. But um against anyone with takedown defense uh-huh. and competent striking, he's getting knocked out. Like Brian Ortega shuts yeah. Yeah. He, he or, 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 or who's the inside. guy that just beat um Mendez? Oh um, Volkanovski. Volkanovski. Imagine him yeah, against yeah, yeah. he would Dude. like murder yeah. him. Yeah. But it's almost like when which Gracie was it that came into was it Strike Force? What's his name? Hodger. Hodger. Yeah, and he was on a tear. Same sort of thing. They kept dropping him in there against certain people. Mm. And then was it King Mo that just King Mo knocked him out? Knocked T- his- Tim Kennedy actually kind of outgrappled him. Yeah, and look at Tim. Yeah. Gren- Tim Kennedy's got like that- four arms. Yeah. Did you see that stat? It was like twenty-four years or something since the Gracie had won in the UFC. No way. Yeah, they put the stat up and they went through, and, and that's why you reminded me because you said Hodger. Hodger was one of those. Uh, when you got Hodger didn't win in the UFC though, no, did he? No, he didn't. No. He fought, but he lost. Yeah, yeah. Tim Kennedy, I think. Yeah, it was like, it was something, it was a few and years. And then H- uh, Henzo Gracie fought in Abu Dhabi. He, yeah, and he lost against Matt, Matt Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. Matt Hughes, yeah, he looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Hoist would have been the last person to win. Yeah, and then he came back and yeah. like, this is my, was it 60? Lost to Matt Hughes, didn't he? 68? Yeah. No. Was it 68? I think it was. I don't remember. Maybe. It's 60 something, I think. Because he came back and said, this is my house. Oh, yeah, yeah. And his t-shirt. And Matt was like, all Pe- right. People are going to say in the comments that you're sounding like Mark Goddard again on this one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. We're, it's, it's, because we're, it's because we've changed the format again. It's uh, We're not podcast trained, none of us. Do I need to be less Brom? It, no, it's... it's you, oh, sorry, I'm... I'm it's because yeah. I'm, I'm used to I'm missing a table. <laughs> and now I'm having to hold it. watching Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> um... Any other fights on the card that what, stood out? What was it? Oh yeah, um, uh, Vicente Luque against Ba 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 Ba. Amazing, ba, ba, right? That was exciting. Yeah. He, to get out of that first submission, that was like as deep as it could that get. That was the high one. It's the way he was grimaced, and then he just it popped. You know when you watch on the replay, it's just that, and you're like, oh my god, breathe. Yeah. But I think with someone like Barbarina, you can't help but but like shout for him because uh, yeah. he doesn't. He's not physically in the same shape as a lot of the the other fighters that are looking like chiseled chocolate. And he's having a go. And the problem is he's, he's coming out just, look, he, he had a word with Sage. He's not meant to be in there to win. No. They, they haven't brought him on board to win. And he just what keeps putting in the, was always. It, it was Sage and then who was, was the next guy he fought? Was it um, Wally Alvarez? Something like that. Let me check. It was, it was someone that should have beat him. Mm. But the, yeah. the knee that, um, or the couple of knees that finished him, they were filth. They were good. Well timed. Like, well timed. Yeah, it, Wally Alvarez. See, I was sat, I was literally sat. Do you ever do this thing where you're watching, like, if you can get to, like, if you can get to a minute, it'll win. You just convince yourself. I don't know why it's a weird thing to do, but like, I was thinking, if he gets to that clap, if he gets to the clapper, he gets to the 10 seconds, he's got this. And on 11, he just caught the knee. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. I just jinxed the poor guy. It, I mean, it just goes to show. Like, the, th- the thing is, the amount of, amount of shots that both of them took, I, I enjoy watching the fight, don't get me wrong, but my, my thought afterwards is always, why is it taking you so many shots to hurt somebody? Why, why are you landing? Like that to me is a nightmare. That's a bad dream. Yeah. That's like, that's like trying to run away and not being able to run away in the dream. He's punching someone and them not falling over. Yeah. That's it. Like, like you were saying, like a glitch in a game. <laughs> it is. Like, I used to have nightmares like that before fights. Like, like I would have somebody in front of me and I'd be unloading on them and they're just not registering like a glitch in a game. Yeah. And they're just like I've that, that to doing me loads. Is, and, it, and they're like a soft pillow. It's yeah. like it, doesn't, it doesn't connect like the way it normally like you, would. Like yeah. you're punching Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> just over and over Nothing. again, like a bag of sand. But um, you get people like Gagey and these are the guys that they, they come in and they get those couple of one punch knockouts. Yeah. And then, oh, sorry, not Gagey, like Perry. Mm-hmm. Like you see Perry come in and people underrate him, under, underestimate, underestimate him. They're the words I want to got the underestimating words. <laughs> so they come in and then they get clipped. But then it seems like after that, when people start expecting that, they start to defend a lot more. So it looks like he's getting them with the same thing. Mm. And it's almost like with Barbarina, he was he was eating some big shots, but a he few was. of them were were like not flush. They weren't as clean as, as no. who Luke has caught before. He just seemed to stay so loose as well that he was he was able to walk through a lot of stuff. Mm. And I don't know whether I don't know whether he just he decided halfway through the first round that Luke didn't have the power to hurt him. 
So he was just going to put himself in harm's way just to wear him down. Because, I mean, Barbarain is not a knockout puncher, is he? I mean, has he got... Apparently it's hard though. But, uh, Brad, yeah, Brad, Brad Scott, yeah. Brad Scott um, trained with him and said that he hits really hard. Really? Yeah. I don't I, see. The thing is, I'm I'm thinking of the Wally Alvarez fight now. He was embracing the mohawk, wasn't he? He was. He had the <laughs> pa- he had a cross between like Chuck Mohawk and yeah. your old Mohawk. Yeah. Bit broader than yours. Yeah. Well, Chuck, and longer Chuck's, than Chuck's. I know Chuck's was technically a mohawk, but at the same time, it wasn't. Land, anyone has a, strip whenever anyone has a mohawk, we're all like, Dad, have you seen? It sounds like the mohawk. Yeah. With what? the haircut. Yeah. The Who's the haircut? Him? Is that my name to you, Dean? <laughs> yeah. Just a haircut. Uh, Sterling as well. Oh, yeah. That was, that was good we, we were talking about the, the Jones Gustafson fight earlier yeah. and how I, I thought that was a very, very similar approach to just interrupting his movement. Jimmy Rivera never really got started. Mm. It kind of, I mean... And he maintained, I thought the, the, the transition between ranges were really good. When he yeah. wanted to keep it long, he kept it long. And he just, tra- yeah, transitioned yeah, between them really, really well. frame for that, though, he, Because he sort of evened out quite nicely all the way up. Whereas Jim is quite round five figure. Yeah. But yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I felt that also that was the first time, like, um, Sterling showed some real good promise in pockets within a fight and then something he would like either make a mistake on or come away from the game plan I feel like that was the first sort of world class performance where he seemed to look he put well together mm. um, well well rounded it wasn't it was like yeah consistent solid performance yeah. like broke him down it was like a mature performance yeah. and then it was it was quite telling that again in between the second and third rounds um uh, Vieira, is it, what's his, sorry, uh, Riviera. Riviera. Uh, Rivera, is it Rivera? Rivera, Rivera showed, uh, said to his corner, "Oh, I just don't feel on today. Mm. I just, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm off, I'm off." Yeah. And um, as soon as he said that to himself, it's like it's done. You, it's very hard to come back from yeah, that, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've seen people stop on the stool before, and just yeah. be like, and well, Trevor, that's it. Is, it. is it Trevor? Am I? Not, am I still talking over it? I only did it so I could get the Elvis. Yeah. Man. <laughs> is it was it is, is it Trevor it. Whitman that was coming in? Yeah, Trevor into, Whitman was so, in, was in the corner talking. So he, to, he almost look at that. There we go. He I'm cr- happy now. He no. criticised um, the let's, corner. Let's see if we can talk into that. <laughs> Thank you very much. He, <laughs> he criticised the corner for not giving particularly constructive criticism. Yeah, I know not. Uh, constructive feedback at yeah. that point. Um, I, I would say though that in that state, when someone's in that mentality of of. I'm off or whatever. They're not going to hear anything technical anyway. You just need to be motivated. Need to be motivated. It's about uh-huh. mo- so you know. I think that would be that would be lost on them yeah. to try and say you need to you know do this with your foot, whatever it might be. It's more about getting them up for it. I don't think he necessarily did that particularly well. Uh, he might have needed a you know a slap or a something. Slap. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do in that situation? Maybe like genuinely, maybe a, like come on, mate. Uh, you know, yeah. effing wake up. Yeah. Well, it's t- twelve um, weeks. Twelve weeks led up to fifteen minutes. Yeah. Like you've got well, I, 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 in my part. In recently, there's a couple of fights recently where I've found in three in some uh, criticism of myself in the corner um, is that in between the urgency needed in that second round gap where well no it needs to be actually in the first round you can't give it until the second if, if there's something that you see sometimes well, I, I feel like I've made the mistake of giving the first round to like oh you know they, they're, they're warming into it you know they'll do it in the second round if you, and not trying to be negative only only being positive about making them aware of that but in a three round fight that's too short because by the time you get to the second and they've had an, and it's been compounded um, it's hard to get them out of that headspace mm-hmm. so you need to give them a shit sandwich straight away in the first round that's if you, you see it you need, yeah. it needs to be said because it's too late the second round so I, I, that's a, an adjustment I'm, I'm, I'm making going forward and when I've you know reviewed the, sort of the past year of fights and stuff so um, and I feel in that in, in that scenario of, of that fight he, could, he maybe could have done with that in that, in that yeah. first round because he was he, he told him he was a round down mm-hmm. um, which which is always a good thing you know you should do that be honest with be honest with the fighter but at the same time like it's the Edmund rule why was that? he down you know what can he do to change that and you know Switch yeah. on sort of thing. You, you've got to you've got to know your fighter well enough to, like you said, to Actually either well. either read whether they need something technical or motivating. And if they need something motivating, what that is? Mm. Is it their kids? Is it their sacrifice for this training yeah. camp? Is it that they had a, a shitty weight cut and they've done the hard part and now you've just got you know like the, what was it that um, Nick Lentz's corner man said to him? Like he, he referred to how many fights he's had. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm not listening back to this now. I don't yeah. want to hear that again. <laughs> I did that like right into the mic. Apologies. Isn't, um, isn't it not just relating with them on a core level? Just in, it getting is. them back to it being is. out of the fight for a second, just to snap them back into that. Like, like you said, with kids, with anything. When you bring something 
back into it. Like, even though, yeah, you need to be talking about that guy who wants to punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. But if you relate, just look. Yeah. Even if this is it, mm. yeah. let's just have five more well, minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm listening at the moment uh, to the audio. Actually, we are listening to on the way up here, the conscious coaching, the audio the audio book of that. And one of the points he makes is you got about- shares in that, Dino. You plug in. No, no. Get a kickback. <laughs> hey, what? Sponsored by Amazon, are you? Yeah. Conscious coaching. Yeah. And he, but he, talk, he talks about how, um, you know, the term buy-in from your athlete. They've got it. There's got to be a level of trust between you and the athlete and understanding them and get, creating that rapport yeah. because what's being said is not necessarily as important as, as how it's being said and that connection that you, that you make. Then again, there needs to be a massive amount of trust uh, between the athlete and coach. Um, and so no, that trust comes from knowing a person and connecting with them. And so in that scenario where you're talking about knowing between motivation or technical or what that motivation is going to be, that can only come from having that having that connection yeah. with the athlete fighter um, and making that decision because it's not, not necessarily a right or wrong there is you've got to go on your you read yeah you read but that, that comes from knowing them. them well and mm-hmm. it's being more than just that sort of athlete relationship it needs to be it needs to be deeper than that yeah like like Nick Lentz's coach said I think it was the end of the second round and he just said he referred to how many fights he'd had and then he said um, it's just five minutes you can give me a good five minutes can't you, you can yeah. fight hard for five minutes or something like yeah, that yeah. And it was just, it was to the point and there was nothing else needed to be said. And you could see it kind of sink into Nick Lentz and he went, he went, yeah, like, yeah, I can do that. Like it was a bite size. It was, you know, it it was a goal that wasn't in the too distant future because he was already tired. It was like, it's just five minutes. Like, you know, make it, Mm. make it as, it's not trivialize it, but you know what I mean? Make it seem a lot less than it is. You're not going out to fight another man, you know, you know, to to the end of your consciousness. (laughs) You're fighting for five minutes. Push hard for five minutes. Look at all the experience you've got, Mm. all the fights you've already had. It's like asking kids two more bites of vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole plate there and you're like, one more bite. Because they always touch you down. It's like, just eat your carrots and your sweet corn. It's definitely not. It is a bit. It's a bit. Because then when you pick your fight, you're like, all right, just have your carrots. I wish it was like that. I wish it was just like getting the tweet force feeding them. Get it down. I'd rather deal deal with fighters. I always, it reminds me a lot of um, Greg Jackson with Cowboy. I know they're not together anymore. But I know Cowboy suffers a lot with anxieties and stuff like that. And there was a lot of times where the corner would be straight in with Cowboy. Mm-hmm. And he'd talk to him completely different. And he'd just be like, all right, so let's just have a couple of breaths, shall we? And like, almost like he's a mate just walking down the street with him after he's had a bit of a ruckus. And you can tell his adrenaline's pumping. And yeah. he sort of brings him back down and then has to fire him up ready to get him back out there again. Yeah. And that obviously the relationship is different now, but... If you get to watch any of those fights and see the corner cams, there was a lot of footage from Cowboy just getting a lot of energy from um, mm-hmm. Greg Jackson. And Greg, Greg Jackson's a good example of someone that not only reads his fighter, but also considers during training camp how to, how to coach them. Yeah. Like There was a period where he went, I can't remember, there was one of the Russian fighters he was coaching. And he was using an accent in the corner, <laughs> like he, like he was speaking English with a Russian accent, and then then he did it with Portuguese as well. It was very strange, oh, but really? just trying to trying to get into a a more familiar cadence of speech with. Yeah, his but fighters. I think we I think we all when you travel or whatever and you go to other countries. No, this you, was he was doing you, this intentionally. Yeah, I know, I know, but you, but you, I'm sure you have you noticed yourself do that when you, I well, I, I, I don't start talking like Hanato Laranya. No, <laughs> no, well, I definitely noticed that you slightly changed the way you, you your sentence structure is and p- possibly simplify it or whatever when you're speaking to someone that English isn't their first language. Yeah, um, and again, it's like Th- this. This seems specifically like he was going for accents. Oh, really? Like, I'll have to find it and play it back to you but then like when he's talking to John Jones he's talking about waterfalls I don't don't know whether he's got an R. R Kelly thing or something but he's always saying you know you're under a (laughs) (laughs) there's no need for that (laughs) (laughs) pop culture dude come on pop culture Um, you know he was he's always talking about about a waterfall I guess it's some kind of visualisation that you use in training camp that kind of calms him down you know feel the water flowing over you and you know I can't even talk about John Jones and what calms him down (laughs) It's just one of them. It's just a world of shit, isn't it? Uh, I'm just going to get into problems. Uh, what, what do you reckon? Th- I know we're jumping around here a little bit. I've just done the breakdown of the Smith fight. Just, just two minutes. What do you think? Uh, where, where does Smith? Where does Smith find his way into the fight? That's more to the point. I I really like Smith, but he he's. He's not on the. He's not on Jones' no? level. Jones, Jones is a level above elite, which is a very rare stratosphere. And then there's elite, and there's normally only two or three 
people per division that right. I would call elite elite. And and Smith's not even not in that. Okay, I mean, so let's. Clearly. No, he's like top five. He, like he could get top five and stuff, but there's there's every every weight category you notice is like two or three guys that you are the best Just of the best, like uh, 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 Connor, um, Khabib, and Tony Ferguson. Yeah. And then in light heavyweight, you it was see Jones, the DC, yeah. and um, jo- Johnson when he was there. Those yeah. three were also like Lamas is a good example of someone that just hit that ceiling. Yeah, he's it? never going to get in that. Yeah, yeah. You know. He can hang around top five or whatever, but there's just that every weight. Yeah. So how about it. this then? If if there are there are a hundred parallel universes, and in every parallel universe, Smith fights Jones at the same time in the same moment, and there's a hundred different outcomes. How many of those times does Smith win? Twenty. Twenty. <sighs> I, don't, I don't think he's twenty. What, what do you reckon? I think less than twenty. Well, like what? Dude, punch I've, I've gone. For, I've gone for ten. I've gone. For, I've gone for a hundred because I normally do this out of ten when I'm breaking down fighters, and I normally go ah. Like four four times to him, six to the other. See, this, seen, this I one think there's a little luck involved for Smith to win in, in in every area. Do you believe in luck? No. Well, I, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I think I think you make I think you make your own luck. But I what think about so. punching someone harder. <laughs> but I, I, every every, every area. Sorry, I, <laughs> I, I gave you the it. fun mic he, as well to try and. Um, every you're not area sit in the middle next time he, that's no. the problem yeah, that's, that's, we're going to have to change yes. you to a round yeah because my neck doesn't move yep. well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to be conscious and polite and I don't want to be like alright tell me just acknowledge he's there just don't, don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, R. Kelly <laughs> um, yeah I think, I think genuinely every area he's, he's better than him more technical better conditioning out of 100 times then none for five Smith. five you're giving him five so what's that 0.5% of a chance no 5% of the chance. Yeah, 5%. Five, five yeah, so, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, point, I'm going out of 10, 10 now. Out of 10, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, okay. so, so yeah, half but, but a percentage of a, uh, half, a, half a point of a chance. Half of, yeah, okay. So <laughs> 5%, yeah? 5%. <laughs> okay. 5%. Boom. All right, 5%, yeah. 5%. Yeah. Okay. okay. How is that 5%? What's your, what's your pick? You said 20. I'd say, but say 20. Really? Just look at his last fight. Look, at, look, the thing is, he's got that hunger. He's coming up with that absolute Lions grit do it first. and desire. Lions yeah. do it first. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, though, his, la- his last fight was a, was a back and forth, entertaining, albeit entertaining, but scrappy fight against a person who, again, isn't, I wouldn't put him in that elite no, no, category. No, 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 he's got there through a few... But was it intentionally back and forth? Did he intentionally burn out? Because my theory is that he... His intention was just to absorb in the first round yeah, and move. Definitely. It, was a game he, it was a bit of a bonus because he, I, I said all this in the breakdown, which will be coming out soon. He broke his nose in the first round uh, with a left hook, which was like a bit of a bonus mm. for the first round. It wasn't his intention. And then the whole of the second round, it just looked like he was burning time and letting Volcan bleed. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Then but, he came out and got, got and the finish. I'd have to watch it again. I, I didn't, it, that, mm. didn't my, that wasn't my initial um, reaction to watching Who it. Did you I do, I do, don't get me wrong, I do rate him. I, I enjoy him as a fighter. I think he's, but John Jones is just that good. Um, and so, so I know experience wise, actually, he's more experienced. There's more fights, but experience at the very top level, mm. um, winning against the very top level so consistently, and even with the time off and everything, um, I just. Yeah, I just, I, who no. did you pick when it was Smith Vulcan? Um, I th- I thought Smith, uh, sorry, Vulcan would probably probably would probably win it. Really? Yeah. What about uh, we're still jumping around? But what about Jan against Santos then? Bojavic against Thiago Santos because Santos has got a win over uh, Anthony Smith at middleweight. Mm. Was, was that liver kick? Uh, yes, it was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that. Jan Blachowicz yeah. looked good in the last fight against Jimmy, wasn't it? Was that his, was that his last one? His Is second he fight against then? Jimmy looked way yeah, second, yeah, Yeah, no, he's had a fight since. He's had another fight since. Uh, it, was it... Um, oh, it used to be called, uh, to be called Al Capone, his nickname. He was uh, Von Pru choked. Krilov, Nikita Krilov. Oh. I think that was his last but fight. S- uh, Santos isn't as technical but he's he, he's able to make it that type of wild fight but don't you think smith can do that as well is that the, is that the, the no no is he's that the five percent yeah i know but that's what i'm saying because because there's something quite similar to I, I would say that smith and santos are quite similar in the way that they fight they make people fight that way yeah but i would say that smith is doing it with a more considered way whereas santos is just he a just bit goes, wild yeah he's a bit tasmanian devil i think smith I, I think smith can make it quite ugly i, I think because he's he's slightly smaller 
I think he knows he's got to commit to more things to mm. be able to put him away, to make a stand. But, because but, but Jones commit, can, can, keeps that range so effectively. I know, I know he does. And even, even if he's swarming in, he, he's, he's got the um, fight IQ and patience yeah. to, for two rounds just Do, to stiff arm him and, and the move reach and move. Advantage. Yeah. Jones is 84 yeah. and Smith is 76. Oh, that's crazy. So even if he doesn't want to, and there's only so long you can just bum rush someone for yeah, before yeah. No, yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. I, I, I don't know I think right. I just want to see what happens to Jones I want to see Jones it's like when GSP got beat when Anderson got beat it's always when you see a, a, a champion come back it's, mm. it's such a it's it's way more interesting to see what they do next yeah, yeah. you know rather than when Anderson was circling the rim and just sent to keep doing the same thing pushing it out same as GSP but when they get beat and they come back and it's like I want to see what this guy can do now and they refine that training. And obviously, John's had a lot of problems over the past few years. I just don't know if now's the time. Like, if it was back when he was coming back and he fought OSP, would Smith have done something a bit different? Mm. Because Smith's okay, always so if Okay, yeah, so the performance that he had against OSP, that um, potentially could be trouble against Smith. But he's yeah. coming off an incredible performance against um, Gustafsson and, and back-to-back camps pretty much. He probably had a little bit of time off, which is for the type of person he is. I think that's probably it's probably a good thing. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? He's probably going to be a better version than that. Yeah. And he looked incredible in that fight. Uh, just those, before that fight, you know when they go to the changing room and they, and they watch the warm up and or they watch him shadow boxing or whatever. There's a there's a clip from that where he, they, he's shadow boxing into camera, but the feints that he was throwing, I was like, no wonder people. I've never obviously you've never seen that angle before, but you could see how difficult that would be because you can't work anything out mm. just from that. I, could, I know he's not, it's not it's not real. Um, it's not sparring or anything, but you could just tell those feints and someone that, that long. It would just give you all type of second guessing, just like yeah. you said in Christensen, where he was just like resetting him, not yeah. letting him get going. But that's that starts with the feints and then the little shots, the little kicks, and I just I couldn't imagine. Oh, to be a night that's my Horrible. nightmare style yeah. for me to. It just, I watched the Gustafsson fight back a few times, the, the second one, and it, the more I watched it, the more it looked like Jones was sparring someone that had walked into the Jackson Wink gym and go, Jones knew he was better than him, so he just kind of toyed with him a little bit. Yeah. And he toyed with him to the point where he became vulnerable for, for a really comfortable takedown and then just let him, never let him get back up. Yeah. And it, it just, he just Jones seemed <clears> to coast. He seemed to program Gustafsson into working at 80% and didn't really allow him to get out of that 80% because every time Gustafsson tried to make something happen, he'd interrupt him or he'd move away. Mm. And then there were points where Gustafsson was reaching and missing, and he'd throw three shots, immediately get discouraged, and then just stop. And every time that happens, that just compounds the idea of not fighting more than 80%. The difference with the this, this Smith thing is, with Gustafsson, everyone remembers it like the best Christmas they've ever had. It's, it's always remembered slightly different because Gustafson came into it. Jones said he was literally on a cocktail or whatever, doing whatever he was doing yeah. and didn't necessarily train. Then it was remembered this this epic brawl, this most amazing fight that, that nearly beat John Jones. You see, that that's why I think Jones fought Gustafson like that. The Be- second time? Yeah, because I think he wanted people to see... Oh, it, it it was easy for him. Yeah. it's That was, was a bad version of John Jones, yeah. which is why Gustafson looked so good. Yeah. But everyone was remembering you know I mean? that on the build-up. Mm. I don't that know if that didn't help. That performance felt made me feel like that, though. Oh, that yeah, yeah. It, it like, confirmed the... You know, I'd You're had, like, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Who does beat that, Jones? That's the problem, because it, when you watch, it probably didn't help Gustafsson at all. Because he's it, coming in thinking, well, in Garnu, this is number two. In Garnu Jones, that's a fight I'd like to see. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I just don't think, in, I don't think Garnu touches him. That's the thing. That's the problem. I think Jones is able... I mean, his, his reach is longer than Garnu still. The only person that matches Jones's reach is uh, Stefan Struve. Yeah. <laughs> which just, is ridiculous. But I, he, would, he would give... That, that's the person to give Jones problems. You reckon, yeah. Well, he has, what, Stefan Struve? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Garnu, because yeah. he has... It's not like Jones hasn't been hit. He's been hit. He's not mm. like he's not Tyson Fury elusive. He's just, yeah. you know, uh, and and who does have a reasonably long reach. Mm. He just needs to get near that, that type of power. Just needs to get near him. That's the problem. Is getting so, near him, yeah. isn't it? You know, that's the one I want to see. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Jones against DC at heavyweight. I, I've, I've, I'm convinced now after watching him knock out Mircic that his power at heavyweight is different to his power at light heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he's turning Stipe off, you see yeah. their little Twitter beef. Yeah. Oh, with 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 Stipe and Stipe and DC. But the problem was the first reply and the strongest reply was Stipe's misses, and it was like, (laughs) was it? I watched it. There was a Luke Thomas interview with DC though, and he spoke very openly and and you know candidly about Mm. it. And he was like, well, 
I've fought since, since the last yeah, time. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I, I get it from Stipe's perspective because obviously he's the former champ, defended the belt more times than anybody else. You know, like yeah, but if you weren't getting that love, then you're not going to get it now. Well, yeah. and and and, he, and it's not like he lost a split decision. No. He got not. He got he knocked biffed. out. So he was bingoed. And yeah. it wasn't like it was uh, like even Aldo didn't get a um, rematch after you know 13 seconds. But I feel like I can feel like he should have done that. Yeah. Say say yeah. he if he deserved it, maybe that because that was like one shot. Whereas in, was DC and um, uh, Stipe, it was more like calculated. He tried to do that shot. You know, he missed it twice and then he caught it. So it's like yeah. there was no there was no you know luck involved in it it was so it was, just, it was he was you know he was beaten mm. i think if you, if you're not going to get that immediate rematch it's not like the gray maynard frankie edgar days back when you would just rematch 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 and it was like oh no they put on a good performance yeah, but they were draws and split decisions no, no, so you they like, made sense even, like look at aldo look at aldo's legacy it was ginormous and they were like oh yeah so you're dead now okay the only ever champ at that mm. weight division and they were like yeah well you've got knocked out there was not even like a sit down consideration to go tell you what you go fight, we'll do it next one. It was not even that. And it's mm. the same with Stipe, where Stipe's, it's like with Rashad and Jones. You remember when they were waiting and he was waiting for him all that time and then basically just waited to nothing. And then it never, never materialized. Yeah. I know they obviously they fought in the end, yeah. but it, it was just after such a long anti-climax. Yeah. And it's one of them where you've almost got to, it's like with a parent just saying, get back up, get back on it and have another go. That's what DC was saying to Luke Thomas. Just he said, he, he said, it, when I was in that position after I lost to Jones, I immediately wanted to fight again just to get back in the wing column and turn it around. And I, I get that perspective. And there's people there like Kurt, Kurt, Curtis Blades, yeah, uh, yeah. Derek Lewis. There's people that Stipe hasn't go, fought yeah. um, that he could that he could fight. Stipe against could. Volkov would be good, wouldn't it? Stipe against Engano. Mm, no, I still like to see it big time. I think I Stipe, coming Stipe off, like, coming no, off I'm a not, knockout. I'm not, I'm not giving a, him a coming off. He a knockout. destroyed him. Yeah. Um, quick before we jump on to Prague, Sorry. I wanna I wanna speak about the daily MVP fight. <coughs> what do you think? I, I scored it to daily. Did you? I did. I was expecting. Is that because you love him? <laughs> is that is that because those lips on your neck? Are <laughs> <all daily>? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, obviously, it's always hard to watch when you watch your friend. Um, fight and potentially score it objectively yeah um so i'll definitely take that into consideration but for, for i always seeing, feel like i go more critical when i'm in that position mm, like when like when, when i, I was, really wanted him to win right yeah it's, that, that is true i, I but really, i really 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 i wanted him to win yeah just because the way things what what yeah. had been said what it got for you got yeah and like stuff. i'm obviously gonna bat my mate in that and um yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought I thought he did enough, and by pe a lot of people's reaction, they sort of look, seem to be looking at it a similar way. Like most people seem to think, but it wasn't even a split decision though. So it's, it, it's yeah, strange. But yeah, I, it wasn't five, a five rounds. I, I mean, I I scored three to two for MVP. I did because I felt like. And, and it was all down to the can last remember, round. Can you remember which I was going to say? It was all down to the last round. I mm. felt and like... That last bit, that little exchange yeah, where he ended up on bit. top. Yeah, there were, there, were, yeah. there were two bad decisions in that last round on Paul's part. He, I went, think he went for a kind of like... It was like a judo throw yeah, and he ended up on the bottom. Mm. And then there was another another op, uh, opportunity for him to either stay at distance and land shots or um, close distance and clinch up against the fence. And, and he ended up in a scramble end upon the bottom again. Yeah, But he, I, one... Two things that that came out about uh, MVP seemed physically weak. There was right. a few like scrambles where you call him out. Like a first proper challenge. Yeah, you, like a first man you calling him guy. out? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I'm not. But um, he did. He did. He did. There was a couple of exchanges like scrambles where, yeah, really MVP had the advantage in terms of in, in the grappling position, but. Paul just kind of muscled it and fought and fought him down. He just yeah. came, seemed a bit weak in there. And then secondly, you know. Moving forward, uh, the the wrestlers in that division, you know, we, we you know we've trained. Paul's got strong wrestling, but it's not. It's Imagine not what Roy McDonald would oh, do. God, he would just, just yeah, he'd, he'd get take him down, and we would not get up a yeah. camp. Um, but that's what Paulie came out and said. Paulie was saying they're just protecting their investment. Yeah, that's exactly. But that, he, but Paul, that's because Paul know, thought the Paul decision. Is, wasn't, yeah, I know he's so. upset, and I know he's going to throw out there whatever. But the problem is, you can almost see how that works. You can see how that relates because the problem is, it's like. It was even building up to it. You know, when Paul's just trying to stay, he's just looking straight ahead. MVP stood to the side and you're like, dude, read the room. Because mm. it's not even like he was doing a Connor and like pulling in like loads of like cheers or anything. He was just, he'd almost committed to doing this thing for a bit too long. And then Paul was just sort of like, what are you doing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like an intimidation thing. I think for me, it was more a bit, 
I wanted to see him because he's, he's older, that respect side of things. Obviously, he's paved a way for someone like MVP to come along. Yeah, yeah. It was. I, I love watching Paul, but it was. It was. I don't know. Bellator just it didn't seem like they'd put together the best weekend of cards after you know, Mitchell smashed someone's nuts out of the sack. I d- I honestly couldn't have named a single other fight on that card. I mean, maybe that's because it was a busy weekend with Cage Warriors and with the UFC. But um, yeah. Do you want to watch I mean, Crocop Roy Nelson? Yeah, Crocop Roy Nelson. We're on nah. there. Congo Fort. Nah, I don't want to. Do you want to watch I don't Congo fight? <laughs> yeah. Nah. This is it. Let's talk about UFC Prague. <laughs> Let's talk about John Dodson against Peter Yan. You yes. know Peter Yan because you cornered against him with do, uh, yeah. Ed Arthur, right? I mean, yeah. Um, what do you think of his UFC career so far? He looks like a impressive. fucking Tasmanian he, he, devil. He's a killer. Um, you know, that that fight for Ed was a, was, was a tough one. Going into that fight, um, Ed was 6-1. and one, Yan was 7-1. and one. Both had European titles. Um, Ed was the former Bama World Champion uh, and the Superior Challenge Champion, and 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 Jan had had the ACB title, but had just lost it. Mm. Um, so going into that fight, I sort of I thought it as a good test for Ed to see where he's at on the European scene, and whoever won that fight would go on to do what uh, as they've gone yeah. on to do basically. Um, but that was definitely one of. Um, uh, well, Ed's toughest fights, yeah. and he showed the level that he was at in that fight, and and I knew that he was going to go on to do good things. The way Ed described him as as a as an opponent and how difficult he was, how hard he hit, how strong he felt. Um, do, it, doing your research yeah. between between Ed <clears throat> taking the fight and fighting was was Peter Yan as good as or better He's than better. you expect? Better, better, His footwork's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, better, hit hit harder, had a better. Um, a very good engine on him to control people in in the in the cage as well. He, he and he was he was very good at, at dictating what the pace of the fight was. Exactly. Mm. He took his moments to like turn it on, give him a beating, bring it back, and a fight within himself, go back up, and that 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 comes with experience. That's that's a that's a skill in itself as, yeah. as you know dictating the pace of the fight. Um, but yeah, very physically imposing. You know, come forward guy when he when he when he wants to. And then and and the fights that he's had, he looked really impressive. Um, and I think this is the, again great matchmaking by the UFC because this is like a Dodson's. He's not a gatekeeper, but he's like Mate, he knocks he's, out TJ. Yeah, I mean, a long so, time ago. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but still, since since then, he's struggling yeah. to break the break that that ceiling though. The, into, yeah. Uh, so uh, it, anyway, if class. he if if Jan uh, um, beats Dodson, I think that that shows that he's a potential title contender. Yeah, he's look in the in the last few fights. So obviously, I can't remember. Weren't you there to call, weren't you there to commentate one of the fights that he was on? I think I've commentated both of his yeah, fights, and he he just looks like it's almost like a Matrix cartoon where he sort of does his spin move sort of catches someone and then they almost spun all the way around he's on the other side of him catching him again yeah. and he just seems like you say Tasmanian yeah. devil it's it a bit I, I mean I, this, it's a bit of a stretch but it's a bit Lomachenko footwork the way he's able to yeah. move around people and he's hitting them with a combination and he's off at an angle before they've mm-hmm. caught up with his next movement it, uh, he, he John was, Dodson's going to test him for speed though because yeah. I would say Dodson's probably the fastest guy at bantamweight could you see this being a finish a bit like the favour Mike Brown, you know, bounce off the cage, you know, because they're always constantly throwing something random and like insane explosive moves. Could it be where one of them, like, you remember when Faber sort of came off the cage to do a spin? Yeah, was it Mike, against Mike Brown. Mike, Mike Brown caught yeah. him. I think Peter Yan's going to back him up against the fence. I think. I think. I, I think that's what he's got. What his plans are. Pre- uh, yeah, I was going to say. I think that what Yan's good at is pressuring without doing anything and yeah. making people feel uncomfortable, and that's tiring when you're on that on that back foot. And he's just giving giving enough to think, make make you work. And you and I don't think Dodson does as well as well as it. He'll see if he is faster. You, you don't want Dodson to be settled and then just mm-hmm. go. Yeah. But if he's if if you're making him feel pressured, he's not going to be able to set himself as well to let that shot go. So when he does do that, you'll be able to see it coming. And then potentially counter it. Yeah. I could see him. I could see him doing that. Yeah. Who was Dodson's last fight? Because he did. He looked a bit like a. Cold he looked a bit flat. He looked a bit flat in his last fight. I can't I remember who was it. Jimmy Rivera lost a decision two to eight. Yeah. He just. He just. He just looked a bit flat. But then again, so did Jimmy Rivera. That was. Mm. That was a little bit like the Jimmy Rivera coming off. Um, uh, like uh, what was it? Engano after he lost to Stipe and he was just a bit flat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes there's a again. fight and it just. It, it just breaks somebody for a minute. Um, the other fight on the card I think is worth chatting about is Daniel Tamor, David Tamor's uh, oh, yeah. against Chris Fishgold. I, oh, really? Chris Fishgold, that's a good fight. Because you remember Daniel Tamor fought in Glasgow and uh, broke his hand in his debut. And he fought Danny Henry. It was an absolute war. It was a great fight. I mean, he's fought since he fought Julio Arce and lost I, by... I think Fishgold could... Um, 
Manhandled him. You reckon? Excuse me. Yeah, lubricated. Um, yeah, Fishgold is a beast um, on the grappling side of things, and I think that he can get in his face. He doesn't want to stay outside with him because he'll get he'll get picked off. But he gets in his face, head on his chest, and gets that grinding sort of style against him. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, is it bad that I've just thought Fishgold's surname is Goldfish the other way around? Is that not mad? Is that not like brainless? I, I I saw you smiling in the corner of my eye, and Literally, I thought he's he's off on a tangent mind. right now. He's what? he's not listening to what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that I've, guy's name is Goldfish. <laughs> Fun, funnily enough, funnily enough, I've realised that if you, if I say the wrong thing enough times to John Gooden, I can sometimes short circuit his brain. I, I'm not sure he listens to the podcast, so he won't he won't know I'm I'm doing this to him. But every time I say Chris Fishgold, I'm saying Fish Chris Gold, <laughs> and I'm just I just want him to say it one time. On, on commentary and got it. it's like no, that really you know, like the intro of the, the US office where he's always trying to program Dwight yeah like, and he gives him a minute exactly where it's the Pavlovian response have you seen that one no I, I so don't it, I've never watched it actually oh mate you've got take take two weeks off you're going to China take it all with you it's the greatest TV show ever made ever I, I feel too loyal to the British version no you won't be they're, they're, they're different the things they're different seasons. things entirely first two seasons are carbon copies but then from season three to season nine, it's all brand new. And Ricky Gervais is still doing it. Yeah. They're, they're different shows entirely. Okay. They really are. They, they sit side by... Like, the UK office makes me feel uncomfortable. Yes. And it's an uncomfortable humour, like, oh, cringe. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the US office is just... It, you it's, can't it, help but love no. Michael Scott. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Steve it's Carell, isn't it? Yeah, He's, Steve Carell. It's cringe, there. but it's not as uncomfortable yeah, as cringe okay. as right, Ricky Gervais. I'll, I'll, I'll give it... I'll, at some time, I'm going to have to... I'll be <laughs> bored over there. You'll have the time, Dean. You'll yeah. find the time. I do it's, think we need to have some suggestions sent in that you can subliminally inject into Johnny G's brain. You think? Yeah, so during a broadcast, like, someone can tweet out and then he'll be saying something and they're like, pink elephant, what? <laughs> someone rings up, I want, I want a t-shirt. We'll have to get Darren Brown on. I'm sure he can give me some ideas of how to short circuit his brain. It's good to play with people a little bit, isn't it? He, he, likes, to, he likes the challenge. Anyway, anything else you want to talk about? Oh, I think we're... All good? I think we're good. Is that everything? I think that's everything. Cool. We're finished Let's wrap it there. Well, that's twisting my brain. I've got stories for days, but that's now it. That's in there. There's nothing, that's there's it. nothing else. That's it. Out. You're gonna be buzzing around with that for days. <laughs> yeah, for real. Right, cool. All right, we'll wrap it there. Thank you very much for joining me, Dean. I didn't intro you at the start, but you know, Dean, I'm a singer, is of course. <laughs> um, thanks for joining me. We'll have to get some more of these done. It's yeah. I like these three-way things as long as uh, as long as the recording worked. So we'll keep our fingers crossed for that. All right, catch you next time. Chasing down its prey.